Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. You are listening to episode 61, and this week we're going to be discussing the recent buyout signings of Marcus Aldridge to the Nets and Andre Drummond to the Lakers. We're also going to be discussing other notable NBA trades that happened at the trade deadline and the blockbuster trade between the 49ers and the Dolphins. Thank you guys for tuning into the show, and we hope you enjoy it. How y'all doing today? I'm doing good, bro. How about you? I'm chilling. There's a Elite Eight, ma- Elite Eight uh, Madness tonight. I have not been watching. I'm not going to lie, guys. Um, I, I kind of fell asleep last night watching the, uh, I think it was Oregon State-Houston game. Um, yeah, it was just uh, no, nothing too crazy. I, I, you know what I've been seeing a lot of is that Andre Drummond going to the Lakers talk. I've seen all these Laker fans come out the woodwork saying KD needs too much help now because, you know, the Nets just picked up LaMarcus Aldridge. Trey, you are a Lakers fan. You were one of the, one of the people to say how much help does KD need. Um, I that was a joke. But. Trey, well, I guess he was joking. But um, Trey, do you think this this is the Marcus Aldridge pickup will move the needle at all in any way between the Lakers and the Nets? Um, I mean, I don't think really think it moves the needle. They're already really good as is. Um, the fact that um, Lamarcus Aldridge was on a playoff team and uh, struggling and asked for a buyout, that just shows that he just wasn't motivated. Um, he didn't want to be there. So um, I, I think he will add um, a, another, like, dimension to their lineups. Like, they won't have to play that Jeff Green at center lineup anymore. So that will definitely help them out. And he's a better rim protector, rim protector at this point than Jeff Green. So that closing small ball lineup, he can play the five. And I think he'll be really valuable to them. But I don't think it really moves the needle. Um, I I thought they were top two in the East regardless. And now I think um, the Sixers, Embiid is going to have to be fully, fully healthy for them to even have a chance. Um, there is no way they can go. the Sixers can go in with an 85 to 90% Embiid and think they have a chance at winning that series if it comes to it. So, um, yeah, I think the Nets made a great addition, um, but I just don't think it moves the needle that much because he just, he just, he's adding to what they are already strong at, which was scoring. They never had a problem at do, with, doing, with doing that. So if he can help in that rim protection sense with that small ball lineup that is successful offensively with Jeff Green, um, but um, not the best defensively, I think um, they'll have that closing lineup set. And that should help a lot in the playoffs. Okay, your thoughts? I agree. I really think, you know, people want to come out and act like, you know, these signings of Marcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, they want to act like this is five years ago when you guys, you know, putting up all NBA numbers. They're not those those guys anymore. But, you know, more, more Aldridge than Griffin, Aldridge will help a lot more than Griffin will because I think he's better than Griffin at this point in his career. But, like, mm-hmm. all he really is is adding scoring. I want to see. They do need some defense. They got some size back with these signings of Griffin and Aldridge. So, yeah, Aldridge is going to have to play a little bit better defense. He'll be better, He'll be better than Jeff Green for sure just because, you know, he's bigger. He's an actual big man. I think this, yeah. puts, him, I think this puts him ahead of the Sixers for sure. I think – Aldridge will be able to slow down and beat enough for that scoring to just go off completely. 
Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to agree with you guys. Um, I, I always thought once the Nets got Harden, I don't think there was much of a chance in any any other team in the East. I mean, the way Harden is playing, Harden for MVP, bro, he is balling out right now. Uh, especially those past three games without Kyrie, without KD, and, and a washed-up Blake Griffin. I mean, Harden is balling, bro. This man is actually one of the most valuable players in the league. Like, literally look at Houston and look what's going on with them, bro. I don't know what – like, this man, James Harden, can single-handedly change a franchise. He's good enough to get you to the playoffs. No matter what team you throw him on, he's going to get them to the playoffs. And I feel like there's not a single debate over that. James Harden on any team, East or West, he will get you to at least the eighth seed. He's that good. And I think he should be MVP. Um, in regards to LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, you know, you know, it's so funny because all the Laker fans talking about, oh, Blake Griffin, he won't, he's washed. He was washed. He won't do anything. Bronze sexuals. Bronze. Yes, all the bronze sexuals out there. Blake Griffin's Blake Griffin sucks. Oh, he's washed. LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, no big deal. Once the the moment he they signed with the Nets, how much help does KD need? How much? Wait, what? Like, make up your mind, man. You gotta make up your mind. Is he washed or is he not washed? Because if he's washed, they're just ring chasers. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Essentially, I mean, Lamarcus will provide some help, but I I think Blake Griffin at this point of his career, I think he's literally solely there to ring chase. Um, there's yeah. not much of debate there. There shouldn't be too much, you know, too much, uh, too much argument over is Blake Griffin gonna be the thing that that gets the the Nets over the top. I, I highly doubt it. Um, you know, the Lakers also picked up Andre Drummond. Very solid pickup. This is what they really needed, especially now that AD's hurt and LeBron is not coming back for a few weeks. Uh, the Lakers really need that interior presence because, I mean, who do you guys had the past couple weeks? You guys picked them up. Uh, Dante Jones. It's just, I mean... The Lakers, the Lakers made a really good move. I think mm-hmm. Andre Drummond will solidify the Lakers spot if LeBron and AD are healthy into the West, into the Western Conference Finals and probably into the finals. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be a very, very big lineup. If the National Lakers play, it's going to be a huge lineup versus a tiny lineup. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Shred, do you think Andre Drummond can, can be the sole reason that the Lakers go back to back? Uh, I don't obviously I don't think he's going to be the sole reason health is going to be a big issue um, we don't know it's a big question mark at this point because um, LeBron I mean I think it's four to six weeks and then AD we still have no true idea when he's coming back so those are going to be the two key cogs that's those, those two guys are going to be the biggest reason why if we win um, they're going to be the reason but um Andre Drummond, um, I thought it was a much-needed pickup, um, especially since the Nets um, got Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. I think the Lakers needed to make uh, a good move in the buyout market in order to keep up with them because um, they, they got some good players now. They, they, they're deep now, um, the Nets. So the Lakers, um, they, need, they missed that um, rim protection and just athleticism that JaVale and um, – Dwight brought. I kind of underestimated that. I did not think Marcus Gasol would be such a disappointment, <laughs> and he has been. Um, he's he's he is washed. Um, I thought like maybe we could get that Gasol aura of of old with Powell, but uh, he's just been a complete disappointment. Um, he can't move defensively. Um, when he does get position, he does he does play good defense. He does. Um, go up vertically he doesn't commit that many fouls but it's just a matter of him getting in position he's just too slow to do that so he does end up committing a lot of fouls and um he's been inefficient from the three-point line 
Um, even from the free throw line, he's missed a lot of free throws, which uh, has not been a problem for him earlier in his career. So, um, yeah, Gasol was just not it. So we need um, a guy who can consistently be there. He's still young. He's 27. Um, I'd say he's in his prime. I mean, this year his shooting percentage was below 50. I think that was just a function of him being on a terrible team, um, surrounded by a bunch of young guys. Um, it was just not a good fit. Um, I think he knew it, and that's why they agreed to that, um, him just sitting out and waiting for him to either find a trade destination or a buyout, which they did. And I, and from what his interview, what, what he said in his interview yesterday, he – he knows, obviously, he's not the best player on the team. He's coming in to help them win, help them secure um, back-to-back championships. So he said he's going to do whatever he needs. And I think defense, because um, he he's not the greatest rim protector, but um, he does get he does fill the stat sheet on defense. He'll get a block here and there. Um, he'll get a couple of steals. And he's obviously one of the better rebounders in our game. Um, he's led the league in rebounding, I think, three or four times. So, um that's something we need. He's going to create a lot of opportunities. And AD's not going to have to play the five. We know he doesn't like playing the five. He says he'll do it. But obviously, his body at this point, it's just – I feel like it's just a little too fragile to be playing the five. So, um, um, I think Andre Drummond was a great pickup, um, much needed. And I think um, as your fourth best player, um, I, I think we can deal with it. Um, I, a lot of people have been um, tearing him down on Twitter, saying he puts up empty stats. But – as your fourth best guy, I think um, that's a good pickup. So yeah, that those are my thoughts on Andre Drummond. If you're a guy, for me, if you're a guy who's averaging 14 rebounds a game, those are not empty rebounds. You're just on the tra- he was just on the trash team to me. <laughs> like, you, if you have a guy who's pulling down 14 rebounds a game, giving you second chance opportunity, second chance points, explaining how that's on a contending team, explain how that's empty stats to me. I don't understand it. Like, okay, he, he was doing that mm-hmm. in the Cavs who just couldn't win. It's okay. It looks like that there. But, like, in what world is grabbing boards are the empty? Yeah, and he's not the most athletic dude either, and he's only 6'10". So, like, he's fighting for all those rebounds. Like, he's going to be a very integral part of the Lakers' playoff push, man. I'm telling you. Uh, I mean, especially going against the West. I mean, when you're going against the Clippers, he's going to be fighting against Zubac. And I guarantee you, Drummond will get the rebound nine out of ten times against Zubac. Uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be battle over there. I mean, the Lakers are going to have to go go through some good centers. Uh, you got Jokic over there. It's going to be a good battle. Andre Drummond will definitely help on the team. It's going to be a matter if, if he can if he can show up against the Nets, though. And we all know, I think at, at this point in the NBA season, we all know it doesn't matter. Every other team, I'm sorry. It's a, it's basically – it's two versus 28, man. The other 28 teams, I'm sorry. The season's over, man. It's the Nets versus the Lakers in the finals, no matter how you cut it. Um, Joel Embiid, he better get healthy as soon as possible and get back to uh, that grind because I just don't see a situation where the Sixers can't compete with the Nets right now. The way the Nets won. What about the Clippers, man? What yeah, I kind of – I'm done with the Clippers. Um, I'm getting Andre Drummond pretty much locked it up. I, I – like, listen, if the Lakers or the Nets don't get into the finals this year, it's going to hurt every single one of their legacies. KD's legacy is on the line a lot. If the, if the Nets can't make the finals, KD is going to get slandered for the rest of his career, man. I hope he knows this. Um, so, And I'm not even one to slander this, man. I'm just saying I know what the media is going to say about KD if he doesn't make the finals this year. 
So I think the pressure is on the Nets and the Lakers. They got to get to the finals this year, or this NBA season was a disappointment because all this buildup for nothing is going to be terrible. Uh, what if it's like last year? That would be that would be awful. That would be terrible. And this is why I call it a Mickey Mouse. <laughs> what if we get no no Lakers Clippers or Lakers? Nets it's going to be a, a Mickey Mouse ring part two for whoever wins it, man. Uh, yo, so Kenny, I want to ask you right now, as a KD fan, from day one since he was drafted. If the if KD does not if not not KD specifically if the Nets do not make the, the the playoffs or not make the finals this year, will KD receive a heap of the blame and will this hurt his legacy? The media to me okay if they don't make it, the media will put it out to be on KD, but you can't like as of right now I can't say like you know it's his fault like, you got to watch the game and see what what happened during the contest. Yeah, well, he got to play. He's got to play. That's the thing. Yeah, does he? Does he want to play? I, he's been on a. He's been on Twitter a lot lately. I don't know if he really wants to play right now. Hey, bro, we can't. We can't say all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know he's a hooper. This dude's hurt, but yeah, like the it'll, the media will make will definitely make it out to be all on him. NBA Twitter, as you know, they not the brightest fans, but yeah, it's gonna look like. Is on KD. His legacy will be hurt because of you know the kind of team they have right now, and the fact that he can't make the finals in the East. So yeah, it will be on him. But I've never look. seen uh, I've never seen such a defined like war going on on NBA Twitter right now. It's it's literally the, it's so toxic yeah, it's right now. Uh, what's it called Lafraud, Lemicky, uh, however you want to call it, Dirt Dur- Goofy, Dur- bro. I've heard Dur- some Dirt Goofy being Dur- Dur- Goofy. The uh, fraud is the thing now. It's basically KD versus LeBron slander. It'll be just so funny. All this hype on Twitter and all this stuff, if, just for them not to play in the finals, that would be terrible. Um, I swear, if it's a, if it's like some terrible finals like Clippers and and Bucks, I'm sorry, man. This is gonna be the funniest NBA season of all time, <laughs> Bruh, That would be such a disappointment. I mean, I think I think the title. If the Nets win, I think the clear cut whose legacy is going to be impacted most by winning a title for the Nets is going to be James Harden. Oh, yeah, Harden. James Harden. If the Nets win. For yeah. sure, there will be – like, you can't say anything, really. You can't really say anything, like, negative about him at that point because at that point, he has a playoff success. He has all the accolades, all the scoring titles, everything, the assist titles along with the playoff success. So I, there's like, he has the most to win out of this. And I don't think he's going to get slandered that much if they lose, because all that slander is going to go to KD. So he comes out as a huge winner in this, I feel. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, this season, it, it, there's a lot of, right, there's a lot right on the line this season. Um, we're going to talk about some notable trades that happened over the trade deadline. Some trades that I didn't see coming, um, honestly. First trade, I didn't see this one. Evan Fournier to the Celtics. <laughs> the Celtics thought they were getting Aaron Gordon. They said Aaron Gordon. And, oh, we're going to get Aaron Gordon. Vucevic, man. We get him. We're going to get everybody. They ended up with Evan Fournier, man. Congratulations, Celtics. Once again, back on second place in the East, second and third place. Congratulations. Uh, you guys have done it again, man. This is the, the back-to-back-to-back champs uh, of making it. It's just so, so close to the finals, but, but so far. It's unfortunate, but... Uh, Congratulations, Celtics fans! You got Evan Fournier, great score, great, great eighteen, seventeen points off the, uh, uh, a game. So he's gonna ball out for you guys. Yeah, have fun getting that third, fourth seed in the East for the next couple of years. Um, the Nets are gonna be riding high. The Bucks are still gonna be riding high. So congratulations on that. And, and the Miami Heat, I totally forgot. So have fun with that fourth seed. Actually, 
Vegas, I mean, let's I, get to the second seed. The Celtics. The Celtics. The Celtics the six, not this year. Not this year. Not this year. Okay. But yeah. like later down the line. But next year. I feel like we've been hearing that yeah, for I years mean, now. Also, yeah, but they also been changing the core for a lot too. Like literally, like four years ago, it was it Al Horford, and now it's Young JT, Young J. They, they, yeah, and we had a little Kyrie in the. The middle. core is not the problem with the Celtics. I never, I have nothing against the core yeah. of the Celtics. It's the role players that annoy me in, in the front office, bro. They think they can. They think they outsmart everybody. They're so beholden to Marcus Smart. I know it's just ridiculous. They're so beholden to Marcus Smart that it's holding because he's the. If you don't want to get blow up the court, he's the guy you got to trade. And this team has no identity. Like I, I just like I just don't feel like they have an identity at all. And they have they don't really have that great player who who plays with an edge. I feel like. Um, not not like you need one of your best players to be playing like that. Like you, you can't have Marcus Smart at points of the game thinking he's the best player on your team. There's too many points in the game. Look at what happened here. There's too many points in the game. There's just, just too many, too many shot, too many dumb shots he takes. Like you, like Tatum or Brown has to has to take over that Marcus Smart ish role as as well as being the best player on that team. Um because they're not going anywhere if one of them doesn't do that. Because you have – like, Marcus Smart, yeah, he he, do, he does do, do some great things, but he will lose you some I miss when he was just the hustle and guy. And we saw I that. when he was just the hustle guy. Yeah. Because I, I I think we were watching a game last week. This dude drove um, – he drove into, like, three people at the end of the game um, instead of passing out to an open Jalen Brown or open Tatum. The lack of, the lack of guys around – Tatum and Brown really forces him to move into that hero ball role, which I don't understand why it's not Tatum or Brown play, doing it. But yeah, that, that's why he. I feel like that's why he does it, and it's just gonna hurt them until he got to go. He's a great defender, but now nah, he got to go. I, the thing about the Celtics is this, man. I feel like they they make a lot of smart moves, which is good. But at one at some point, you gotta take a risk, man. You gotta take a risk. You gotta trade one of your. Yeah, you have Kemba to trade away. They're great assets that you can trade away where you can get other stars or, or, or other assets, get more draft picks, accumulate the draft picks, then trade those away. I feel like Celtics are playing at a very, very safe. I mean, you will, the team will be good. They will be relevant. They'll be in the playoffs for the next few years. But everybody knows the Celtics are not going to make the finals, not with this team. And it's just Danny Ainge needs to put on his thinking cap right now, man. And you got to make some really, really, like – uh, blockbuster trades out here. I feel like Celtics haven't had that in a while. I don't know why he's so scared of trade away draft picks. Like they're not going to be Kyrie. Ha- Ky- they, they had all these draft picks for so long, and now they're all. I'll gone. tell you this: they don't have that many. Picks I'll tell you this right now, man. Danny Ainge was haunted by Kyrie after Kyrie uh, came to Boston and <laughs> he gave up whatever he gave up. He came to Boston and then it just blew up the whole entire team. The Celtics have not been the same ever since that, man. Kyrie has haunted Danny Ainge, and that's why Danny Ainge is playing all scared all of a sudden. The Celtics literally yeah. took all of Brooklyn's draft picks and are still worse than them. It, it is crazy. That is crazy. How At the end of the day, we're going to write back stories on this. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are the winners. Out that, all K, that whole KG, uh, was it KG, Paul Pierce trade, all that? It's all behind us now, man. The Celtics are uh, worse than the Knights. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, and, and what a what a debut yesterday by Evan Fournier. Oh, <laughs> um, and he was scared to shoot at the end of the game, like I'd said. 
Um, I'm not I'm not gonna be scared of Evan Fournier in the playoffs, but I just feel like it's it reminds me of when the Wizards in 2016 2017 they traded a first round pick <laughs> to get. <laughs> Boyan, 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 and he didn't do anything in the playoffs. He put up a bunch of stats in Brooklyn, and then he couldn't do anything in the playoffs. And I just feel like that's going to be what Evan Fournier is. Um, yesterday at the end of the game, man was scared to shoot, um, and he went 0 of 10. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to go 0 of 10 every game, but I'm just not going to be scared of him in the playoffs. Like, I'm, who's going to be scared of Evan Fournier? Um, some other memorable trades that happened was Victor Oladipo going to – the Miami Heat. Um, does this change the fact that are, are the Miami Heat still still uh, still lacking? Sherry, do you believe? They're still lacking. Um, they can't score. Um, and Oladipo, I don't know. Like I just don't. I just don't feel like you can trust him health wise. Um, he missed yesterday's game with the cold. Um, so I, I don't. I don't know what how, like how you miss a game for a cold, but. Um, yeah, he, he, he hasn't been healthy. Um, he missed a lot of games with the Rockets. Um, but yeah, they just had trouble scoring yesterday against the Knicks. I know they're a good defensive team, but they had 36 points in the first half. Um, I don't know what they're trying to do with this Tyler Hero at point guard. (laughs) He's just not it. He's not a point guard. He is a shooting guard. Um, so they just have a mix of, good players at their position, but they're not excellent besides like Bam and Jimmy Butler. Mm. So they're just, they, they've just had trouble finding that balance. I feel this year. Um, Cause you've had like Tyler hero be chucking sometimes and he he's not like, I don't know why they're trying to play him as a point guard off the bench. I feel like they should just let him do what he's always done and be a scorer instead of trying to make him into something he's not. Because he doesn't have that point guard. Like, he just doesn't have that instinct that a point guard has. So, I just feel like playing him at point guard is just useless at this hmm. point. I think they like as far as because they're trying to – like the way they're trying to build their team, right? They're trying to build it around, like, all these long, long people, right? Long, lanky defenders. But the problem is a lot of them don't have that offensive talent like that. Like, the you Okada, know, Precious. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Kind of build their identity around defense purely, and they you have- can't win. You can't win the NBA with just defense, man. Not nowadays, bro. It's too much firepower around. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the only sport where you can where defense actually wins championships is football and, and basketball, bro. Like that's just not gonna happen. Um, age good offense will always be good defense. Yeah, I th- that, that Miami Heat culture has always been that gritty culture, except for with those years with LeBron. And I feel like now it's just like it's a little outdated. Yes, they got to the finals last year, but I feel like that was a product of the bubble. Um, I don't. I just don't. I just can't see the Miami Heat getting back to the finals this year or maybe even the next year. I think they gotta take time and let that young core develop, get some pieces. I feel like they need a true score, not Oladipo. I know Oladipo's good. I don't think he's gonna be that guy that the Miami needs right now. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, another trade we got Lemon Pepper Lou going back to Atlanta. He can go to he can go to Magic City as much as he wants now because he's shipped. He got shipped for um, Rajon Rondo, who was going back to LA to play for the Clippers. You know, Skip Bayless did say this is a move that he congratulated the Clippers on winning the NBA Finals after Rondo got traded to the Clippers. Oh, Shrey, how scared are you of uh, Rondo going crazy in the playoffs again? I'm not scared. 
I'm not scared at all. Um, I mean, obviously, he's going to add a different dimension to the Clippers that they didn't have in terms of playmaking. But this, there's no bubble this year. There's no five month break for him to for him to finally get healthy for a playoff run. So um, we, he's been injured all year. Um, I don't know if it was just him realizing he didn't want to play behind Trey. But, um, yeah, he's been injured the whole year. He's basically been injured the whole last two years besides the bubble. Even going into the bubble, he got injured. And he got healthy just in time for the playoffs. So, um, I mean, it's going to help them at the end of games because Kawhi and PG, that late game offense has just not worked this year. They've been one of the worst fourth quarter teams in the league. And playing Kawhi and PG at point guard as point guards hasn't worked for them that well. Um, they've just been doing a bunch of iso ball at the end of games, and um, it just hasn't worked out for them. So I feel like Rondo um, will be good at just orchestrating the offense late in games. Um, he's going to be part of their closing lineup probably, so that will help. Um, they don't have to worry about uh, Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris just uh, absolutely um, crafting the bed um, like they did in game seven, just scared to shoot. Um, but, yeah, Rondo – um, he's going to bring that playoff experience. Um, it's going to help them out, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Lakers. Um, maybe not even enough to beat the Denver Nuggets if mm. they face them. Because they made some good moves, and I I, I figure we're going to talk about that too. Uh, another trade we're going to talk about right now is the Chicago Bulls. Before we get to the before we get to the um, the Denver Nuggets. The, the Chicago Bulls acquired Nikola Vucevic and Alfred Aminu for Wendell Carter or, or Otto Porter Jr. and two first-round picks. Are the Bulls – can the Bulls make some noise in the playoffs? Have they, they have been long with him, though, have they? they lost the no, they, they, no, they, they have play, not. Right no, they oh, haven't won with yeah. him. They've played two games. They yeah, they won. lost last night to the Warriors, man. Steph Curry went crazy. By the way, they should have got Alonzo. That would have for sure put them over the edge. And I think they just need time, man. I think they need time. Give them some time, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll get better as they play together, but they still need that. Like Sadoransky is not the point guard, but I did not want him starting on a playoff team. He's not that guy. Like the Lonzo could have been that guy from there. I don't know what wrong their trade offer, but they're still point guard away from making some like serious noise. Because mm-hmm. Kobe White isn't a true point guard. He's more of a scorer. So they they also don't have that facilitator. It's often just put Zach Levine in a playmaker role, which isn't his natural. Like, he's a natural scorer. Um, he puts the ball in the basket. And um, I think they're going to – it's the trade-off for getting Vucevic was just – they're just not going to be that good on defense. And they haven't been the last two games. Um, a front line of – Vucevic and Markinen isn't going to sca- uh, like scare any teams from going um, into the paint. Um, so uh, they're, they're going to have to figure it out. I think, obviously, like you said, Kenny Lonzo would have helped um, for sure. Um, he would have brought them some defense and some playmaking um, and obviously some shooting because he's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to help them this year, but um, – They'll be they'll definitely be better next year, um, with a, a lot more games under their belt. Um, Patrick Williams, um, Kobe White developing hopefully. So yeah, I think 
this this is gonna be a year they're gonna miss the playoffs probably maybe a playing game but I don't know they just they just don't look that good defensively but defensively right now so I don't think they're it's gonna do anything for them this year uh, I think in the East this move will catapult them into the playoffs to the bottom of the playoffs in the East um, you know whether I say much uh, Vucevic provides that offensive firepower that they really need at the center position um, I mean. Zach Levine, can get you, like you said, you need Lonzo, though. You need a distributor. You need a true distributor. Thomas Sadoransky can't do it all. Lonzo plays much better defense. He can shoot the ball. Um, I think they're missing one more piece before they make actual serious noise. So um, that's what happened to the Bulls. Another team, another his other teammate, uh, Vucevic's other teammate, Aaron Gordon, also got traded. He got sent to Denver. That's a very good trade for them. Is this, is this what the Nuggets need? For people to really consider them the the contenders for the finals in the West, I wouldn't say contender because the Lakers, but this move makes them capable of making it. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the Lakers, yeah, the, yeah. Not the pick 100. It's they should be everybody's pick, but I would not. This move makes them make this, so I would not be surprised if they do. Like you know, push the Lakers to seven or something, because they're missing. Mm-hmm. They're missing Grant, and you can see how much that hurt them. And they pretty much just went from Grant to Gordon, which I would say is not an upgrade because I forgot he broke out this year. But it's a good, it's a good move for them to help them out, especially with um, mm-hmm. athleticism, hustling, and Gordon can do a lot, spark plug kind of thing. Yeah, I thought this was a great move and the JaVale move. Um, I think they needed a backup center. Hardenstein was not it, and they they were missing Plumlee's. Just he he can fill up the stat sheet, um, and they missed that athleticism obviously. And with Grant, um, the two way play, um, he obviously broke out this year. But even if he like had stayed like improved just slightly, um, they would have been pretty much the same team. Um, but yeah, Gordon brings a lot. I thought they were the real winners of the trade deadline. Um, they needed athleticism and, um, Gary Trent was just, he just wasn't, um, a viable player anymore on that team. Just gets injured way too much. And I feel like he just regressed from that really good year he had, um, in his sophomore season. So, um, yeah, I think, Gordon, he's gonna, he's gonna like, he's not the best defender, but at least you can put him on the likes of LeBron, Kawhi for a little bit, and it won't be terrible because he does, he's big enough, um, and he's athletic enough to at least stay in, stay in front of them for a little. Um, you can put him on LeBron or uh, Kawhi at the end of games, and it won't be that huge of an issue because they don't have anything better than that at this point. Um, Michael Porter Jr is not the best defender as of yet. He's been playing he's been playing really well offensively. Um his shooting numbers are up. He's been scoring a lot more efficiently and consistently lately. So I mean I think COVID really um really rocked him at the start of the season, but now he's starting to find his way and heating up. So the Denver is looking scary. Um I think at this point um they're probably number I'd say like they're the they're the third, second or third best team in the conference. Um, I think they can definitely make a run again to the Western Conference Finals. But if the Lakers are healthy, I don't think they'll beat them. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, and for now, we got to move on to NFL topics. 
First thing, the, there was a blockbuster trade that occurred. The 49ers, I think, traded, um, I don't know, a lot of draft picks away in order to move up to the third pick in the draft. Should anybody, who do you guys think the, the 49ers are taking? And I did hear Mac Jones was an option, which is kind of uh, very interesting. So, Trey, I know how you feel about that. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, Colin Coward was saying this a few weeks ago that um, – uh, the San Francisco 49ers would um, draft a quarterback. And I think this trade to up to number three, um, they did trade a lot. They traded uh, their first round pick this year, um, a first round pick next year, and the first round pick uh, in 2023, along with a few other picks. So, um, yeah, they traded a lot. And I think they're going to go and get Trey Lance. I think uh, the, all this Mac Jones talk, um, is just false. Um, I think it's a bluff. Um, I think they're going to get Trey Lance because why would you go for a guy with less potential um, if you're going to be able to coach him up anyway? Because Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. So just take the dude who has more potential, who is very athletic, and um, he can sit behind Jimmy for a year because he hasn't had the experience in college um, that the other quarterbacks in this class have had. Um I think he's he only averaged like 18 or 19 attempts per game um, when he played uh, at North Dakota State. So, um, yeah, I think him sitting behind Jimmy G, um, this is already a Super Bowl roster. Um, we know what they could do when Jimmy G and the rest of the roster was um, healthy with Bosa, um, Armstead. I mean, Buckner's gone, but they still have a really good D-line. They brought back some guys on the defense. They brought back Tart. Um, they brought back Jimmy, uh, Jason Verrett, sorry. So they're going to be a really good team. And um, this gives them a lot of flexibility next year because they'll be able to um, either cut um, or trade uh, Jimmy G. If they cut him, it's not going to count against the cap. Um, he has a $0 dead cap hit. So um, they'll be able to just pay Trey Lance or whoever they draft's rookie salary and be able to keep that entire roster around him. Um, along with the great coaching of Mike uh, Kyle Shanahan, so um, they're set up for great success in the um, in the near future. Um, they couldn't get Watson, obviously, but I think this is a good consolation prize. Yeah, um, for the Forty ers bro, I don't know why they went out and said they're not trading Jimmy G. I think the entire world knows it. Um, even if it's not now, it is definitely somewhere in the near future because they're going to drop the quarterback. I don't know who it is. Uh, I hope it's. I, you know what? If it's Mac Jones, um, it's just don't do it. Uh, Trey Lance, I, Trevor Lawrence will be gone. I think it's either me, Trey Lance or Zach Wilson, even Justin Fields at this point. I feel like the 49ers are in a win now mode, and I think they need a quarterback because I don't think Jimmy G is the answer. Um, Jimmy G can get you so far. There's limitations to his game. Uh, he can't push, can't throw the ball downfield as we saw in the Super Bowl. Uh, they just need a quarterback right now, and they need to win either within this year or the next two years, because this team, the core, the, the core that they built that got to the Super Bowl is slowly deteriorating. As we see um, Nick Bosa is suffered the, I think it was ACL last year. Um, pass rushers after ACL injuries are not as dominant as they once were. So it's going to be, uh, they, they already lost so many pieces. I mean, Richard Sherman's gone. Um, the Forrest Buckner's gone. This core is slowly losing ground as we see it. So is the 49ers need to win as soon as possible, and they need a quarterback immediately. I would argue taking Fields 
over Trey Lance because I don't know if you guys saw, but I saw this some clips of this of college, <laughs> uh, and he had a lot of turnover worthy plays. I'm not saying he's not gonna be good. I think he'll be good, but he does need time. And as you're saying, like they need to they need to win now before the score is gone. And I feel like you know just take. I say Fields and Lance have very similar upside. Mm-hmm. You might as well take the guy more NFL ready. That's true. Just go and win right now. Because I think he can come in and play. I mean, play five fields. I think Lance needs time to develop more. Put, and he also played, you know, in the NDSU. Not competitive. The competitive competition was not as high as, you know, as Ohio State or Clemson. So, that he's going to be tempted just for sure. So, it will be a little process. So, this Yeah. Is for sure. No, and I feel like this year with Jimmy G, like even if they don't trade him before the start of the season, you can play him. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. You have the guy you drafted behind him, and you can see what he's what he's what his potential is, how he fits, and then just either cut Jimmy G for nothing and or trade him at the end of the year, and it'll still work out. You'll still get some draft capital back. And you'll know who your quarterback is for the future. So I feel like it was just a really good. Yeah, I, I just I just think the noise behind Mac Jones right now. Listen, the 49ers need to know. Like Mac Jones is probably the most NFL ready quarterback right now, but he's not gonna win, like win a Super Bowl. He'll win you games. He's not gonna get you the Super Bowl. And the, his ceiling is only so high. You're basically drafting a, a slightly better version, a slightly better, more polished version of Jimmy G. Um, and I they better not draft Mac Jones, bro. And I like Mac Jones too. No disrespect to Mac Jones. I just don't think the 49ers should be wasting all this capital on Mac Jones. Um, but, yeah, moving on from that, there were some pro days happening today. Um, you know, not much crazy – nothing crazy to see. Justin Fields did run a 4.4. And he- um, we, saw, we saw all Mac Jones – I mean, all the quarterbacks had their pro days already. Trevor Lawrence still looks like he's going to go number one no matter what happens. Jacksonville looks very set on him. You know, is there any uh, – the, or, the order between Lance, Wilson – and Fields, where would you guys put them? Or and Jones, of course. Where would you guys? Where would you guys rank them one to four? Me personally, you know who I, you know who I am. Fields would be two, followed by followed <laughs> by Wilson. In terms of in terms of upside or skill right now. In terms of in terms of you want a quarterback for the next ten years, Lance and then and then Jones. Mm. Wilson. Yeah. Wilson, I, go ahead. Go ahead. He his his take. Is dirty. He he was like, but he was also playing BYU, so we gotta see how he adjusts. But he will he'll be a good player. He just had it's you know situation that is a lot more in football. So wherever he ends, Jets if he ends up there, whew, good luck. I hope uh, Robert Sadler could help him turn it around. Help him turn it around with Wilson as his quarterback in the future. But they're all they're all talented. They're all potential. Uh, Matt Jones can be inserted anywhere. But it'll be a, it's a good draft class for quarterbacks, and I think that's my order here. Fields, Wilson, Lance, and Jones. Yeah, I'm going to go similar as you, uh, but I'm going to flip around Fields and um, Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is the two. I, I mean, him and Trey Lance are very interchangeable. Um, but I, I think for me, Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two, Trey Lance three, and Justin Fields four, uh, two through four, like very interchangeable. And then you got Mac Jones at five. Yeah. I think Mac Jones, you kind of know his limitations. 
He's going to be one of these quarterbacks. Very, I mean, he's going to be above average quarterback. He's going to be NFL ready for sure. But I think if he goes, if he, if Mac Jones slips later in the draft and goes to a team that's that has the pieces to win and get in the playoffs, you should take him. He's not. He's very low risk uh, quarterback. He knows exactly how to play. He's been coached with Nick Saban the past four years. Very disciplined. I think he will get you pretty far. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill type of comp. The other quarterbacks, Justin Fields, I feel like has the most upside. Um, and it's just it's just a matter of what you like, man. It's a matter of, of do you want the big arm? Do you want the whole package, which is Fields? It, 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 it's all it's, – we don't know what's going to happen. And I saw a stat the other day that it was 24 quarterbacks taken in the top 10. And I think Colin Howard pointed out that six were worth the, number, the top 10 pick. So there are a lot of misses. Yeah. No, well, I'm not saying that every single quarterback's going to be here is going to be a, a hit guaranteed. But um, I think for the safest bet, I would go Zach Wilson too. Who would he would probably be the next the next thing? Yeah, it's just hard. It's hard. Um, I think uh, this this um, these quarterbacks is going to matter most, like the situation they get drafted in. Um, so I just not that high on Zach Wilson right now because he is going to the Jets. I know, like Robert Sala is there. Um, no more Gase, but it's still the Jets, so we never know. But yeah, I agree with you. I think two to four are pretty interchangeable. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Trey Lance, um, just because of the upside and the fact that um, even if you can sit him down for a year or maybe even two, let him learn the position, let him learn NFL offenses, and um, I think all his traits um, will come to fruition and he'll be the second-best quarterback in this class. Um, but, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he is the num- number one, and it's not even close to me. Um, I think he's one of the greatest quarterback prospects we've ever seen. Um, one of the most winningest quarterbacks in college football history. So, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence, um, hopefully the Jags don't jack <laughs> Um No pun intended. But, uh, but, yeah, hopefully the Jags don't mess it up. Because they're getting one of the one of the greats, I believe. So um, yeah, Urban Meyer, um, you better be ready for this NFL stuff. All right, um, we're gonna move on now. The NFL has decided to have added another regular season game into the season. So no more eight and eight jokes for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, no more seven and nine jokes for Jeff Fisher. Um, you know, with the NFL adding another game, you know, does this? If you take the side of the players, should players be more excited for this or, or should players hate this? Um, I I, it's kind of hard because they did vote on it. Um, they, they knew this was a possibility with the new collective gar- bargaining agreement last year. So I can understand how they're frustrated, some of them, because maybe they did vote against the CBA and they just were on the losing side. Um, but, um, I think it, uh, not a lot of players are going to be happy with not having an, like an extra bye week. That's what's going to hurt the most. Cause I, I think, I think a lot of them were under the impression that they were going to get a second bye week or one, one more, like two preseason <laughs> games instead of, uh, four, but they didn't get any of that. They had, they, it's three preseason games now. And, um, 17 games with one bye week. So 
I'm just worried about people getting injured because usually the teams in the end who end up winning are the teams that stay the healthiest. Like we saw this year, um, the Bucks they stayed healthy for the most part. They got Vita Vea back at the end of the season, and um, we saw how huge of an impact that was um, against the Packers and against the Chiefs. And obviously the Chiefs didn't have both of their tackles at the end of the year. And that really hurt, and that's probably the biggest reason why they lost. So um, I'm just worried about that. That that is what it worries me most, because um, adding another game with no bye week, that's just more wear and tear on the players, um, which I'm sure they're not happy about. So hopefully, they minimize all these random off season workouts that they have, and just let them do whatever they need to get ready for the season and training camp. Um, give them that freedom at least. So that um, they just don't tax their bodies as much throughout let, the year. So yeah, let me read you guys a couple of games off the new season. Now that that, that it's underway, um, we got some great games. I mean, we got the Chiefs and the Packers. Yeah. I'm so excited for this because the last time the Chiefs and Packers played, I don't think um, Mahomes was healthy that game, and yeah, Matt yeah, Matt Moore. Moore was playing that game. So now we're gonna really get a true sense on the the, the, the two the two quarterbacks we're always talking about the whole season um they can finally play each other yeah. it'll be great to talk about so that game is going to be happening um we got the washington football team taking on the buffalo bills which is listen the washington football team i think is gonna be a better a more improved team the bills coming off that that mm-hmm. uh, that great season last year ryan's fitz magic revenge exactly revenge fitz magic and versus josh allen who knows what's gonna happen i feel like it's gonna be a shootout it's gonna be a good game uh, we also got the Dallas Cowboys team on the New England Patriots. You know, I wish Tom Brady was there, but you know, it's the two, the two, uh, the two greatest teams in, in the NFL uh, playing each other. Uh, greatest two greatest teams. teams. I, I don't know about that. The greatest, the greatest brand. Brand. same thing, man. Same thing. Um, we also got the Rams and the Ravens playing each other. It's gonna be great to see Matt Stafford going up against um, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And one of the few games that I feel I feel like is very slept on right now. It's the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That game, I feel like it's going to be crazy good, um, especially with Carson Wentz. Playing. I did not peep that. Yeah. I did not peep that. That's actually Buccaneers. pretty crazy. Yeah, that, that is going to be a really interesting game for sure. You got two amazing offensive Two loaded lines. rosters, man. Um, you got Brady. Two really good rosters. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that, I did not know that was on the schedule. So, yeah, that's another game I'm obviously excited for. Um. But yeah, it, like from the viewer's standpoint, yeah, obviously, are you gonna take that like, all day? We're gonna we'll love this. I mean, I don't know how fantasy football is gonna work. Maybe we get another regular season game in there. Um, but it's just it's gonna be great. Yeah. To, it's gonna be great for the fans. Uh, and now I think they're gonna be playing. It's gonna be um, interconference matchups. So it's always gonna be AFC NFC. So you have more of a chance to verse because like before, if you're playing. Like if you if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you you don't play the Baltimore Ravens until every four years. Now I think there's more of a chance with these extra mm-hmm. games. So, um, because the Dallas Cowboys and Patriots weren't slated to play until 2023, I believe. So it, it's great change for the um, for the NFL and great change for the fans whose teams are finally going to be actually be able to play each other um, a lot more often. So yeah. uh, that's great for the NFL. Yeah, it's going to be a it, it, with the new TV deal and stuff. Uh, it's going to be interesting how they schedule these games. Um, I'm excited to see it. Um, like we didn't know we were going to get another Mahomes or we were going to get a Mahomes ever. I didn't think it was ever going to happen again. Like, yeah. Like we, who knows? Like Rogers could have switched teams and it just wouldn't have fallen in place. Like who knows? Um, but now we're going to get it as long as everyone stays healthy. That's, 
like that's the main thing. So um, put yeah. it week one. Put it week um, one. Man. Put it week one. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, put it earlier in the year. Like we don't care. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Will the Cowboys go nine and eight or eight? You know and what? Nine? Eight, eight and one sounds <laughs> pretty good to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I saw some... Ooh, bro. What if that happens? No, that would be, so be good enough to win the NFC East. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be pretty weird though. Seeing like records like that. It's just like we've been. I know because yeah. all our life, like we've seen like, that sixteen game yeah, number, saying... like eight and eight, ten and six, yeah. And what... But it's, now it's gonna be ten and seven, and like eleven and it's gonna six. Be like, it's gonna, so yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be... be hard to gauge how good. It, like I don't know how to explain it to you guys, but whenever I think of like a ten and six team, like oh, it's a good team, but it's not gonna be like a great team. When, and ten and seven now, I don't know how I feel about that. It's, it's a very weird number. Um, we'll see how it is though. Is it, I, it is Man. gonna be weird after week sixteen, and they have another game to play after that. So, um, that uh, it, the NFL season is is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, with all that being said, thank you all for tuning in again. Um, appreciate you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next yeah. week. Thank you all so much. Peace out.